What's up, y'all? You're tuning in to another episode of the Zope Girl Dialect Mini Souls, the pandemic series. We in here. Who in the background? We in here because we can't be out here like we normally are. Um, and we are super excited because we have a special guest. Her name is Shay, and she's been on our podcast before on our first season. Um, so make sure you double back and listen to um, our past episodes to listen to her first visit with us. But welcome back, Boo! I'm welcome so back. excited. I'm honored. I am. I love you guys, and I feel like human connection-wise, and also like dope girl dialect-wise, like I really need a good conversation. So I'm excited. Yes, well, we're excited to have you back, and today uh, we are going to be talking about the uh, future of working um, post-COVID or post-COVID pre-vaccine or post-COVID mm. with vaccine, how that's all going to look, and our thoughts on that. So ladies, uh, first of all, self-check, checking, how's everybody doing today? I'm going to let y'all know now, I have the worst case of insomnia. Really? <laughs> this little break ain't making it no better. Day is night, night is day. Shit is <laughs> right now. <laughs> I feel that completely. I don't, I, I try to go to bed. I'm trying to go to bed at, or wind down around 11. And that's uh, not happening because I wind down at like 2.30, 3 a.m. That's a blessing right there. So I got to do better because I feel, again, like I was telling you guys about the time management, I just feel like I need to like start my day early, but I can't because I'm falling asleep late. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but other than that, my day has been pretty good. <laughs> yeah, especially, well, um, like for insomnia wise, like, do, are you taking anything? Like, are you doing like tea, maybe melatonin, maybe other vitamins? Oh, like, are you... God. I'm a confirmed case. Me and my team of doctors. <laughs> yeah, you know, they got me on some stuff, but okay. I'm just not tired till like maybe seven or eight. And what irks me is I'll finally get tired off my medication. And then maybe three hours later, I'm up wide awake. Mm. Yeah. We'll That's see. <laughs> me and my team of doctors. <laughs> <laughs> my job, um, I work with different um, consumer packaged goods companies. Um, and one of them is like working really hard to figure out like how they can support people like suffering from insomnia right now. Um, so they're doing a whole bunch of like focus groups, like figuring out like, is it a, do you want it from like a name brand or do we want like a whole new portfolio of um, products like to, to combat this because it is so specific to a pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I and like when I was like being briefed on the project, I was like, "Are people really not sleeping? Like, I'm tired." But <laughs> I think yeah, yeah, like you, you are one in like you know a lot of people who like don't know how to like manage the day, the sun, the moon, yeah. and their bed. Yeah, terrible. I was like, my sleep pattern was already trash before it is. This really went to shit now. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I think a lot of people operate with like the normal like structure of like going up going to school or go getting up and going to work I and know. having that and then knowing that okay after five o'clock i have this bit of time and then next thing you know it's 9 p.m and it's like okay off to bed because i have to be up but now it's like we don't have that timeline um so like i know for me i was definitely one of those people that was like ah, 
club quarantine we turned up <laughs> yeah and then now i'm like bitch i don't want to go to sleep like i'm on house party or whatever and i'm like the first one out like i don't even be saying bye no more i just be clicking out like oh oh <laughs> so who's house party with like your friends or like just like um you yeah don't I, and this is house party to app y'all not going to people's houses but like um <laughs> to be clear <laughs> yes <laughs> but yeah I like it, um, it's a group of friends that I met at my first job when I moved back to New York and so uh, we connect on here we talk about like we gonna talk about insecure and all that good stuff so like um, those are like my you know how everybody has their core friends or whatever so those are like my core friends and then we just chat on here we go in and out and then house party too they've been uh i mean we ain't really sponsored by them or whatever but they've been putting up some content like one day i went on there they had like a whole mini prom and like all these djs yeah. performing that was so cute. cute yeah and i'm just like yes house party i'll do that and then they also have games and stuff so you know if you get tired of just like staring at your friend's nose you can like <laughs> play trivia or whatever interesting that's funny yeah, I'll be the first one to fuck out. I'm like, I gotta go to bed. I will see y'all tomorrow because shit ain't ancient change, so. I am feeling, um, I don't know. I came off a really heavy week, like heavy two weeks. Like one dealing in like dealing with like the like, emotional roller coaster of Ahmaud Arbery's death. Um, finding out about it three months later and then there's a video and then there's an uproar and then just all like the bullshit that happened like afterward was 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 like troublesome and then lots of anxiety like thinking about my grandparents like, the longer this goes on they're fucking hard-headed and i'm concerned with just like if they're actually going to be practicing it so i'm thinking about that mm-hmm. and just thinking about how black people are expendable you know like you know seemingly expendable by, by the country so like Two weeks of that roller coaster on top of PMS and work has acting as if it's not a pandemic. Um, I feel okay. Like today is like I'm organizing my space because I feel cluttered, so my brain feels cluttered. So I'm like getting rid of clothes. Like um, I'm gonna, I'm getting a bike today. I'm gonna get yeah. a bike. I want a bike so bad. Oh my listen, god. Listen, wait, you're in Ohio? Um, temporarily. I just had to leave to New York because you know they was hard. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a real good deal in Ohio. So yeah, check it out there, and I'll send you some links if you have trouble finding finding. Oh, send me some. Like to me? No, I'm okay. Um, so anyway, you lie on the podcast. <laughs> I would bike, but Ayana, you're saying you're saying you're staying indoors. I'm staying indoors. You want to venture out? Come to me. All right, we'll the backyard. We can be six feet apart from each other. This is, we'll talk offline because you, because like our, Sam, I know Sam is staying indoors, like not being around people. You're going to venture out soon. Ayana, I don't know what you're doing. And Jodeci is doing what you're doing. I think it's so interesting how people are kind of like making, we're making our own definitions of like our own sanity. Because I feel like there's no right way to, to like behave in a pandemic. Oh, no. No, like I see like the funniest thing I like to do in the morning is go out uh, in my kitchen um, and look out the window to see what people are doing. <laughs> and like I see couples without masks, like going on a stroll. And then Kids I see without masks. Yeah. And then I see like 
the one lady with her dog, but she's like in a sumo suit, like she's doing going ham. <laughs> and then my favorite is the, the parent with the kid. The parent is souped up, but the kid isn't. And so I'm confused. I'm so confused by that. Where are your priorities at? That, that's I don't it. really know. So I don't really know. We're all, we have no real answers, no real leadership, except for Cuomo, President Cuomo. And it's like, we don't, people aren't understanding the severity of it, so they don't really know. Like, you have to wear masks. You know what I'm saying? Or I know there's some places where, like, we're not letting you in without masks, but I don't think people right. are of taking that, you know, seriously. Because yeah. we it's also crazy. don't really know how it's going. Every new day is a new symptom, or every day there's a new oh, it can kids are starting to catch this way. Uh, you know, there's so many different ways of contracting it, so it's like there's really no way. And people are probably like, Fuck it, like masks probably not gonna save me anyway. So it's kind of like you know, I don't understand how the people want to fight though because they can't walk into an establishment because they're asking you to put on a mask. Why are you taking your guns to your city council steps to argue about being able to go to the butcher? You know what I mean? Like, the shit is crazy. Mm -hmm. Or the people who were protesting the gyms and doing push-ups outside the gym, like, bitch, work out at home. Like, it's not that serious. <laughs> to each other. Like, you guys are, like, crazy. I don't know where it was, but it was a group of white people. And they were being filmed, and they were literally blocking the cops from entering whatever establishment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, had that been a group of Black people? That would never happen. That would never happen. That would never happen. They would all, they, they would have called the National Guard, because we are so much of a threat. We need to call in the National Guard. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. crazy. Uh -uh. Or they would have sprayed that thing with, with bullets. Like, this. Oh, absolutely. Somebody got, arrested, oh, somebody got hurt, somebody got injured. I just don't understand why, like we are, so I have a lot of um, Asians, Asia specific clients, Singapore, China, um, you know, Japan, they are, I, I feel, so they're either going into their second wave of like lockdown or like letting people back out, like making people like figure out their own, um, their own like parameters for phases to like let people go back out into the world. But there are so many other countries who are doing it right, whatever it is in terms of like what they're hearing from the government and distilling it down to the communities. Like, you know, um, we are just such an individualist society that like we would never be able to like follow serious instructions. You know, yeah. like serious, like bulleted point instructions, like only women can go to the grocery store on Sundays between three and six. You know what I mean? Like really like isolate um, distance, like human human contact. But no, we have to argue and, you know, the, the Georgia government has to show his complete ass and just like look so ridiculous and rescind like hit the opening it's just so embarrassing i am i am so embarrassed by my address i'm, <laughs> I'm embarrassed nobody i'm living in america like this is nobody nobody and then when i talk to people they're like oh you're in new york like even in like panama they're like you're in new york are you okay yes, yes i am yes. <laughs> thankfully though because it could be, because the shit that's going on could be so much worse because like you said, there's really no real leadership. Leadership and people are like, "Well, I have no man, I'm over this COVID <laughs> shit. It was cool being in the house, but fuck it, we out." Like, what? <laughs> like, 
I'm embarrassed. We're not in the yeah. same pandemic, which is crazy because, and I think it's true in that instance, because like, for example, people who are like quarantining in California versus like New York, it's completely different. You know what I'm saying? Like in terms of the space, the environment, and the things that you can do. But you know what, though, New York, we don't have space. We're all stacked up on one another. Right. I'm not going to necessarily say New Yorkers aren't listening, but we don't have the best living conditions to handle this type of situation. By by, by structure. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it's just like because people, we have the internet, we're seeing other people quarantining differently. We're like, we want to be outside. Why can't we do this? But I don't think people are taking into account the situation that we specifically are in. We're different than everybody else. But think about the ways that our city has, like, when I, I've been riding around Brooklyn, all of our parks are closed. They took down the nets off the basketball courts. They took down the nets off the tennis courts. They're, they're bo- they've boarded up, like, the squash, like, um, um, like uh, what is it called? Playground, the areas, whatever, where people could exercise and, like, kind of maintain sanity. Mm-hmm. But then Central Park is open. But the, yeah. you know what I mean? So like the way that they're treating the different um, neighborhoods yeah. and policing how we social distance, it's also disgusting. Like Cuomo, yeah, you're doing what you can, whatever. You can put on a parade for New York, but like people are still being disproportionately treated during this pandemic too. So we, how, can, how can we stay healthy? How can, you know, I've, I was looking at my groceries that I buy like in my neighborhood compared to like the the ones that I buy at Trader Joe's down like downtown Brooklyn, like they're la- the downtown Brooklyn, like Trader Joe's shit is lasting longer than my stuff that's like closest to me. It's like even the, even like the, our resources are um, not the same quality, which we've known, but it's just like everything is heightened. It's heightened. Yeah. Um, and then also too, like the fact that they are about to reopen up the beaches. In New York? Yes, for Memorial Day. Really? I thought that was just Jersey. New York is opening up beaches? Also as well, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're just... <laughs> I'm just like, who's, first of all, who really gives a fuck about a Memorial Day? Um, and then someone was like, oh, well, I want a grill. I was like, you can get a grill pan or a George Foreman. I want a grill! <laughs> <laughs> Yo. It's just disrespectful. Yeah. Like, um, like I never knew a hot dog meant that much to you. <laughs> that you really will risk your life and your family's life for I a real hot dog. Air fryers, the same effect. Put it on seven minutes. Like, <laughs> order from Burger King online. They charboil their shit all day long. Try it that way. Like I babies. You can't you don't you want a grill? You're gonna like add more, more like congestion to the hospital system because you want to grill, and you want to go to the beach. And I'm like, how can you contain a, be- a beach? America hard-headed. You know we gotta mm-hmm. learn experience. So we gonna open just to close back down. Right, right. God forbid we ever learn from countries like, uh, like in Asia who have gone through this like before. Mm-hmm. God forbid we would ever do that. Yeah, so- they got a way better system than us. Mm-hmm. Every time I see a video of whatever they're doing, I'm just like, we are so stupid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we just don't got the synapses in the brain to even, like, fucking. And I'm like, man, people fight to live over here. It ain't even worth it, bro. The lack of mm-hmm. leadership, the resources. It's just like, what are y'all doing? Mm-hmm. What are y'all doing right now? Mm-hmm. But I, I did see 
um, some, uh, like people, sometimes I get mad, like the government really should, like enough of this pull yourself up by the bootstraps, like we need leadership, we need real communication, we need um, just like hard guidelines and parameters, and fine, but people are like taking their own initiative to like take care of the communities, like all the volunteering, like taking groceries to like older people who can't get out or who are afraid to leave. Um, I saw this woman who owns Sincerely Tommy. Um, she was talking about like, we just need to like take the initiative to like be like truly be the change that we want to see. So black people, you know, move your money to a black owned bank, like, you know, take back like the ownership into, uh, into like an establishment that is rooted in your beliefs out like away from chase bank away from like the larger um like institutions that like clearly only like are not for the people like you know i was like that is interesting like if we think about two things i mean i don't know what that looks like for me like i was kind of want to chart like assign myself like what does it look like for you to be the change is it more volunteering is it moving your money is it um i don't know i don't know but i think that like we, I've just been thinking about like my place in society a lot, like during, during the pandemic. And I think that if we start to do those things, it could just like make it better because the government, I think that what post pandemic, we're still going to have the same crap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The That's same good. crap. Speaking of post pandemic, um, we are, you know, coming to the realization that, you know, when we, we want to do if you do want to get back to work, what is that going to look like for each of, each of us? And I know that Twitter um, announced that they will allow their employees to work from home forevermore if they so choose to. Um, and so just think about that. I know everyone doesn't have that access to work from home. Um, I know speaking with my um, uh, job, they are thinking of all different options for, you know, uh, folks. And I know like they're even looking into re um, building the office space um, and maybe alternating, you know, days of when you're in the office working from home, that sort of thing, so that they can uh, manage how many people are in a space. So to you, like, do you, I know the answer to this, but like in your mind, working when things go, when the, when the state reopens, what does that look for you? Or what, what do you think it will be? ever the same I don't think so I've been thinking about this so much like you know what is our new what is the new normal um my company does a um an all hands meeting every Friday an hour where we can ask questions pointed questions to the executives so like anybody really just like have an open discussion about where we're at um and you know how your week went or whatnot and my boss our CEO said you know, if you guys want me to give you an answer about when we're going to like come back to the office, I don't think it's going to be before the end of the year. So make your spaces comfortable. And obviously that's going to update, but we don't think that it's, you know, just soft launching that idea that we're not going to come back into the office for the rest of the year. Um, we also are a flexible work arrangement um, company. So it wasn't really uh a big it was a big transition because everybody stayed at home but like you know typically you could have people in the office or not i think that for me until there is some type of protection against uh 
against this virus. I'm not going anywhere. You know, I'm not going in there. I have my laptop. Um, I'm like focusing on like how to be like a more compelling um, communicator via Zoom. You know what I mean? I'm just like, this is our tool right now and I'm going to use it and get stronger at it. You know, I, I think that I, people should, I think we should just start to figure out like how to make this work, you know? So we're back from intermission. Everyone has drinks. <laughs> currently right now for all of us and um shay you were mentioning that your sort of situation is you've had the ability to work from home already so it hasn't really changed in terms of you know um, that regard but like it's affecting your whole company in terms of everyone having to be home now um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah and it's weird because i was i've been thinking like all right I live in New York, like I wasn't like, I wasn't gonna, I mean, I don't wanna go home, like I'm from Pittsburgh, I love Pittsburgh, but I just got moved into a studio. I, I, I wanted to like make my space and be here. Um, so, but now that work is saying that like, we'll be remote moving forward. I'm like, I kinda wanna go somewhere and like practice this, like I can work from anywhere thing, but, it's not safe. Like this is not a normal situation where like, oh, maybe I'll move to Panama and work from there for the rest of the year. Like that's not, a, you know, we, I don't feel safe doing that. I don't feel safe living here and then potentially taking the virus like other elsewhere. Yes. It's just, it's, I really feel like kind of trapped in terms of like what my options are of living for the rest of the year until we figure ourselves out. Um, so where I was going with that was, yeah, it's, I'm thinking about the next, this next year, like, I want to get a new job. Hopefully they don't, they don't see this. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, let me still think about, you know, keep trying to keep my life at some kind of like sense of normalcy while we're isolating. Yeah. I know my job, um, it's like, an, you can work from home. It's like a double-edged sword for me, though, because me personally, like, I'm already borderline antisocial. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Look, I want to work from home. I do, but my mental health, I just got to step out sometime. I need some type of interaction because if you put me in a house too long, I am going to think. I'm going to be sitting in my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to think. <laughs> and I don't know how productive that that's going to do for me. Um, I don't know, man. And then I, too, was trying to switch and transition into something else. And then this happened. So it's just like, who really trying to, like, bring on new people? Right, right let hella people go. So it's just like, I can't give you day spot when I already told them that they can come back. Right. Oh so, man, it's just a weird situation. And I'm already in the group of immune compromise because I have an autoimmune disease. So I really can't be like in people's faces. So I don't like this. I don't. Yeah. I don't. That's another thing that's sort of like messing with me a little bit. It's just like, okay, when when people become comfortable with 
uh, working in public spaces and like offices and stuff like that. It's like you really can't control what the other person is doing and their lifestyle. Right. So it's like, how can I maintain the bubble for myself, maintain my sanity, but also still make a living um, in a safe way? And so like I already had it in my mind that I was going to work from home whether my job decided to bring remote positions back or keep them. Um, like I have my setup already. So I was going to tell them, ah, guess what, bitch, working from home. Um, see you when I see you um, and keeping it moving. Um, and, you know, you know, I work within a restaurant industry. So that landscape is completely like like there's no foundation everyone is pretty much like businesses who've been around for years are literally at their it's literally like they're at the state of infancy with reopening their spaces yeah. so it's kind of interesting to see that and like to see a large you know group literally trying to make sense of it and make it make it make sense for their employees as well it's just it's scary but it's also like reassuring to know that they're taking so much time and like building a task force to like work out best practices and to see what makes sense. Your company, your company's doing that or the gut or like New York state government? The company itself, like they're of course listening to the guidelines of the government and also seeing how that will work out for um, the businesses that they have. Um, and they, uh, you know, the CEO, he has spoken to us and he's literally like, yeah, I don't care what they're saying. Like, if it doesn't make sense for us and for you guys to be safe just yet, there's no like way that we're going to reopen. Even if they say you can reopen and like have 50 people occupying the space, we're not going to do that. Like that doesn't make any sense for our industry. Right. Um, yeah. So it's like, I guess coming from like a hospitality standpoint, like it doesn't make sense to have like like that one state was having mannequins occupy half the restaurants. Like that's scary. That's freaky. I already have a phobia of like statues and shit. So what's the purpose of mannequins? Um, just to create an atmosphere that there's like, you know, livelihood in the space. This is for restaurants in Virginia. Like this one restaurant um, that's, that's like Michelin star. Restaurant saying that they're gonna put mannequins at the empty table so that uh patrons feel like they're so like first of all that's why now I'm dining with mannequins. Mm-hmm. And I think they also put the mannequins there to help show like what the what the distance the six foot distance is too. Like that is that is so weird. We are literally in Black Mirror. Okay, it really is. There was a meme with Will Smith from I Am Legend or whatever, mm-hmm. and it was with the mannequin. Like talk to me. <laughs> I <was> like literally. <laughs> like that's us right now. No, like that you guys have like a leader in place who's like, listen, I'm looking out for you guys' interests because right. people aren't doing that. They're like, all right, we're trying to get back to work. Can we do this? Right. And then like Sam, you work. Your company has some of like the best restaurants, like first of all in New York, but then also like Michelin star like level, like global recognition. So I mean, it probably doesn't make sense for them to open up because like they'll just continue to. Um, 
get in the red. Like those plates are like plus $150. So like opening does not benefit them at all. They only are allowing like a third of their like revenue, like in the store and in, in, in the door. Yeah. So a lot of other uh, industries affect that industry. Like you have Broadway not open. Right. Tourism is down. Think about where they're at. Right. Yeah. And like food is not on anyone's brain except for like, you know, sustaining yourself. Like who really wants to eat and is it a, a hundred dollar plus plate? Like that's not on my radar. And that, there's some people who like literally they eat that food all day. Like we have regulars who eat that breakfast, lunch and dinner. They come in and that's what they do. They just hundred and fifty dollar a plate. Yeah, they'll come in for courses like daily, and I'm just like, I wish I could live that life. But that's like that old New York money where they just like that's what they do, you know. And it's like that's a part of their lifestyle. And I, I even think about those people who I remember calling, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, it's my regular table." I'm like, "Did you even make? Do you know how to make toast, sir?" Mm-hmm. Like, how have you been these last two and a half months? Like, did you scramble the egg properly? I just want to know. Like, I don't know. But yeah, um, it's interesting to see. I mean, I don't think, I don't think, you know, those type of jobs will be obsolete. Like, they will definitely come back in a way, but it's definitely not. Like, I keep telling my coworkers, like, yeah, don't anticipate to even start some type of workload until maybe october and they keep looking at me funny and i'm just like i'm just being real like that's real don't anticipate nothing like you know it's kind of weird because like you have other people who are like i'm working from home now and like you know they're getting their money you know and then there's like me and i'm just like i know (laughs) waiting i know but are they still paying you i'm sorry if, Hmm? if you do you mind like me asking if are they still paying you um, they did for a little bit, and then, um, of course, they had to, like, let us go. Um, they're only retaining a few people that are literally managing the offices for each restaurant and such. So, um, pretty much, I like, we got let go, but we essentially still have our jobs. When things get back to normal, they'll contact us. So, yeah, I'm one of those I'm sorry. It is a, another another broken <laughs> another broken system, like with the spotlight on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's it's crazy, and it's kind of scary to think about it though. In long and uh, long term, you know, trying to figure out like, am I really going to be on government assistance? You know, for a long time. Um, should I start looking at um, other jobs? Do I want to pick up a part time job? Mm-hmm even though I was in a career that was, you know, giving me all of these benefits and stuff, like, it's really just mind-boggling. I don't know. It is. It is. And then, like, when you think about part-time jobs, like, that, like, the restaurant industry is, like, something that I'm super passionate about, and I love, like, all aspects of it, and it was, has always been my, like, you know, I'm doing this, I'm at school, whatever, but I also am, like, uh, waitressing, or I'm, like, in between jobs in New York, like I'm also, you know, the bartending or like serving or whatever, like cocktail serving, whatever. Like there, it, it's, it's like there. Like, what does it look like? Like the gig economy, you know. Like, what does like what does it look like moving forward, where people, you know, we're working with our hands. Like, like there are so many like industries that are are going to have to like pivot and think about um, 
just new parameters like to keep people safe. I think that like we will be back in those uh, in restaurants, like in um, you know even like construction is is like is kind of like you know we're, we're kind of looking at like how close people can work together. Like mm-hmm. it's we just have to. I just we just need clear guidelines and a leader. Like your CEO is being a leader and share and putting together a best practices toolkit. Like who else is doing that? That's amazing. Yeah, um, yeah we need we need a toolkit. We need a toolkit to keep people safe. Yeah. I I just think it's funny how, like, the people who are really upset about um, these guidelines being set up Mm -hmm. and fighting so much to have freedom. And I'm just like, not like you're really taking inconvenience and making it like as if you're being oppressed. Like, Americans are stupid. (laughs) And they're fighting for service. Y'all not fighting to go back to work. Right, right service you no yeah. america loves servitude you <laughs> love it and they love like, it. where are you getting the money to even pay for these services number one number two are you even going to tip extra and pour back into these businesses that are in your community no nope. like i'm just confused like i, I feel i feel bad for like the smaller businesses but these larger car corporations i really don't give two fucks like you will make your money back. You know, people are still buying off the websites, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and continuing funding you guys that way. Like, I care about the mom and pops, like the small businesses and small, you know, things that are, you know, brick and mortars that are like literally that's their only source of income for families. And that's all that's on my mind, like, honestly. And you can see like certain people, they really do show their ass in times of like distress different businesses that you know online um that like remained open longer than they should have been and i understand why they didn't really take heed to everything that was going on because they're like damn this is my money this is my bag like why should i stop it but i'm just like seeing you on instagram with your salon fully open like you parting this girl's hair on ig live you just gave her fucking covid on her scalp like No, I just feel like, um, yeah, like you guys were saying, everything is just going to change. And I don't think it's safe to allow people to continue business as normal until there is something set in place. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just yeah. say, all right, we're open. Like, okay, so what are the guidelines? How are we going to move? What's going to be different moving forward? Because you tell people we're outside. It's like, all right, cool. We're going to pack up. We're going to pack in the restaurant. We're all going to get on the trains. Like, Things need to move very differently. And that I know for sure is not in place right now. So I'm wondering, oh, there you go. I'm wondering what type of new service that they're going to try to offer, especially from a restaurant perspective. Like if you can't have people come in, then what can you do to kind of keep business afloat, especially with like the mom and pops getting creative with how to keep customers, but at Mm -hmm. the same time still practicing the guidelines with social distancing and all that good stuff. Yeah, I've seen a lot of businesses do like delivery, um, pickup orders, that sort of thing. There's this local um, bar um, that I really love, Black Owned. They've been doing their cocktail mixes to go. Jababble? Yes, also um, there's this other spot called Sip Unwind, this cute little Jamaican spot. Mm-hmm. They've been putting all of their rum punch support mix. Like, yes. Like, 
taking it to go. Um, I, I've seen like, yeah, I've seen a lot of that in Brooklyn, like people like making like, um, like dinner kits, like you get your meal that you love and a pitcher of the drink and the dessert. And like, you know, you can pick that up and you go off on your merry way. Um, I've also saw like, um, places like Carbone, like those, like, um, you know, just like a, a the higher end, I don't want to call Carbone higher end, but like those other like tiered restaurants are like offering like $2,000 for like five, um, like a five course meal that like you, but again, that's like a different like tier, but I'm like, okay, like they're still trying to figure out how can they sustain their business, um, business as usual, just from a revenue standpoint. Um, I saw that some restaurants like five-star restaurants are allowing like you're a private, one of their chefs, like from their catalog to come to your house. But that's like, that's the chef comes up to the Hamptons and was practicing social distancing with you. Cause like people, you know, you just see like the class disparities, like people have left the city and they're in the Hamptons and they're bringing their nannies, their, their damn Caribbean nannies, like putting them at risk and they're working them to the bone, but they're, working from home and having the chef come up to um you know like upstate to cook for them like stuff like that um but then like from like i've also seen like yes you'll you'll check your temperature if you want to make a reservation you also have to like input your temperature like while you make a reservation um removing the bar stool so that like you have like clear like six feet parameters for people in, in restaurants um i just think this disease keeps updating its resume. So you might not have a fever. Yeah. You might not have symptoms, but you still, you know, it's, it's. Yeah, and that's the thing too. Like even with like this delivery food, you don't even, like the person who's cooking it, like what if they're asymptomatic, you just don't know. It's just so many like variables to the point where that even scares me. Like, I don't know, like I want to order, but like, mm, like that could be the one meal. You know what I mean? Like, right. So. Like how I was talking about the other the other episode about like ordering food and I'm like I really wanted a pizza but I'm like damn I have to demolish the box and blow it up before I bring it into the house like it's just too much. <laughs> oh, the the ways that leaving the house is exhausting now. And I got to get suited and booted, booted <laughs> and booted. <laughs> you gotta have your supplies on you. You gotta have the mask. And then when you bring the groceries in the house, washing every single thing, I'm just like, I am tired now. I'm gonna sit down. Yeah. That's yeah. a whole entire task. Getting ready to leave, going outside, getting the things back inside, sanitizing everything. That's a process. See why I haven't gone grocery shopping. Okay. I know. They gotta burn, not to mention the clothes that you just put on that are clean, you gotta burn them mm-hmm. after you come from outside. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy, I, uh, I haven't even thought about like well I have thought about it like take your I take my clothes off when I get in the house anyway but like yeah, take anyway. it off but <laughs> I also definitely have not isolated it from the other clothes in the hamper this is a problem mm. girl Damn. your panties got COVID <laughs> your panties got and also, as long as you don't touch it, I believe I don't remember the the time frame for everything, but certain surfaces it dies after a couple of hours or like seventy two hours or whatever. So if you don't touch your clothes for like a couple of days, I'm sure it's fine. You know what I'm saying? But 
just don't like rummage through it and then touch your face. And then touch your face. Okay, don't listen to her. That COVID is swimming through your hamper like. Don't listen. No, it's dead. It's dying. <laughs> well, listen, again, we really do not know, but this is. We don't is. know. We are not scientists, y'all. You're saying that. That's what I want everyone to know. We, the common people, are not scientists. So stop making your infographics and posting them on, on Facebook so that our elders see it and think, oh, I, you know, I'm like, y'all, we're not scientists. Damn, no one's certified, no one with the school. Like, y'all just talking out your ass right now. Talking out your ass. So I know, like, we were, you know, this is like a work conversation, but I'm really concerned about, like, how we, like, how, Let's take let's take a poll. Are we comfortable taking getting a going and standing in line and taking a vaccine for I'm getting a vaccine for this? I'm not doing it. I don't no. even care if it's required. I will fight the government. I'll go to jail. But you're not. But no, I don't know if you microchipping me. I, no, I don't know. Not with this fool in office. Not also, doing it. I'm not also taking like vaccine. typical vaccines. Usually take oh. a longer period of time. <laughs> Two years. Fast vaccine. The fastest vaccine we've had in the past is two years. So please. So I can die and drop dead anyway? No. <laughs> so I think that like, you know, first of all, a vaccine will not hit black communities. Well, they might, well, you know, they, they're, they're prone to test us. They're t they test shit on us all the time. They're testing the virus on us. They're mm. testing the virus on us. <laughs> like, you know, this, it's, it's bad. And like you know, the um, the, the Tuskegee Airmen and syphilis. Um, I'm not sure if it's a Tuskegee yeah, Airmen. Like, like this has been this we've been tested on before, but since we know this, I just don't know how to protect us moving forward. Like, you know, what is the strategic communications plan? Because our elders who are truly immune compromised, like. I know they're not going to take no virus. I know they're not. I know they're. I know they're not. I know they're not. But how, like, you know, what are the alternatives? Yeah. I don't know. We need like black med me medical professionals, like being more visible to kind of mm -hmm. like help lead us into the future because. I mean, yes, but then there's also people who are skeptics. There's people like, well, okay, you're this black doctor and you're this medical and you're telling me this is what I need to do. But then there's people like, nope, I'm just gonna do what the government says and take the vaccine. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's harder for some strange reason, especially what I'm thinking holistically. Like, people aren't just, I don't know, they're just really, they're not too, they're not easily convinced by it, and I don't know why. Um, so I think something like that might be even harder to convince people. Like, yo, this is probably what you need to be doing. I honestly feel like there's natural remedies to everything, and I don't personally believe that other people, in order to, like, you know, get people on board with that, would be I think it would be harder like yes we can you know have like black doctors be visible or whatever the case may be but then again it just depends where they're getting their information from <laughs> you know who's who's their information from where they're getting the vaccines or where they're getting this information you know depending on how you look at it like I just feel like other people as a whole people are like all right cool people are sheep they're gonna just go with you know I right, F it, vaccines out, let me do that, versus trying to figure out an alternative that might be better suited for their health. I don't, is there a holistic remedy for a virus? Um, being alkaline, people, I don't know. People do, right, alkaline? 
People do research. And see how you're skeptical about it. Anything that happens, unless this is man-made, anything that happens, the antidote is good. It's already here. You know what I'm saying? It's already, we have it. <laughs> it's here. Well, the lead, the lead on the virus, um, or the lead on the vaccine for the virus is it's a black woman. Last I, yeah, last I saw. So, I don't know. If that she sounds great. Yes. Black people on board. Yeah, it's a vaccine because the black woman. No, vaccine. but I'm saying, like, I, I say that to say, but I'm not sure if she's, you know, taking into account the effect that it has on the black community. Is she looking at, you know, are they, you know, doing testing based on the different demographics and how, you know, it's affecting each body? But I think the, I saw somewhere else that um, because there's different versions of the virus the head of the virus changes, but the legs don't. So now they're trying to look at a vaccine that attacks the legs. I didn't even know what had legs. <laughs> legs. Instead of okay, the head. I didn't know it had a head of legs. This is my thing. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Kudos to the Black woman. Shout outs to her, right? But again, she's doing this for... Who is she doing this under the CDC? Um, I don't know. I just... It's point is... Definitely- it depends on who is who is who is she working for they're not thinking about black people they want to send us back to work already they're not thinking about like they're making the vaccine for white people so already our bodies are completely different we we move different we breathe different everything well, let me ask a question do you guys take the regular flu vaccine anyways yes. uh, no no so either way <laughs> I don't think we are going to take well, you know, too, Black people already, as a community, we're already skeptical skeptical about just going to the doctor, period. Period. And yeah. we only get there when shit just hits the fan, and we absolutely have to. So I think that's another reason why, too, we're ranked the highest as, mark, as, as far as, like, deaths go, because... I mean, we are, we're all compromised. We're all compromised. You got people who don't like going to the dentist. You don't like people who like doing therapy. And you got people who just don't want to do a regular ass checkup. Like, it's just too much. And I don't know. Medicine is not good for us. Wanting to know. But, yeah. Medicine is not good for us. Why would I go to a doctor and you're going to prescribe me something that's not going to help me? Like, what's the, I don't, I, I personally don't trust no, I don't, like, you know, they're, cool but i don't really trust them you know what i mean like I just, you just gotta i think you you really gotta advocate for yourself when you go to the doctor and also do the research to find a practitioner that you can relate to and also understands what you're looking for in terms of um, medical help like i have a doctor she's asian um i searched high and low for a black primary care but i just couldn't find a, a female doctor in my area whatever that's a whole nother topic um but like the doctor that i found like she understands that i'm not really a pill popper i don't like taking medicine like that and so she'll give me the you know the medicine and then she'll also tell me hey if you don't want to take this this is what you can do to sort of like mm-hmm. help with this area like you have the choice she's like i'll write you the prescription but you don't have to pick it up like mm-hmm. it's your choice that's, that's so I think also too, like you just have to have a voice. Like my mom, she used to always be like, when you go to the doctor, let them figure out what's wrong with you. I'm like, what's the point of me going then? Like yeah. if I'm not voicing to them, what's the problem? I have to open my mouth to get the best results. And mm-hmm. my mom, she's one of those people that doesn't go into the doctors anyway. So I already know her ass. Like she just got physical therapy for an injury that she had. And she's coming back to me like, 
there's this thing, it's called acupuncture. I'm like, bitch, that shit's been here. That like, is so funny. I don't know. I just feel like modern medicine is just a it's a it's a hoax. The point is for them to make money. It's a profit thing. So I don't trust it at all. The the whole goal is to okay. make money. Like that's their whole purpose. So I do not trust it. And even down to the doctors, like yes, find a doctor who you can speak to. But then again, even down to what they're teaching people, what they're learning in school. Um, you know what I'm saying? They're taking these things. They're not just pulling it out of nowhere. They're learning it from somewhere. They're not learning about specific things, ailments for Black people. I but just they do. But to help, to just jump on that, when you do search for a primary care or a specialist, they do make the note, you know, to put the background of the doctor, things like that. So you can find someone who might be of the same descent as you, and you can probably relate to them and be like, hey, like, you know, I have a Haitian background. My family, you know, we're on with this, uh, you know, natural medicine. We do a lot of these home concoctions. Like, you might catch a doctor that might be like, okay, yeah, I'm Haitian too. Yeah, we could do this. Like, this is what it is technically called in the medical world. But guess what? Brew this fucking tea. Get the fuck out of my office. Like, <laughs> thank you for your time. I swiped your insurance card. Like, so I have a question for us then. So if we all, I mean, I haven't even asked myself this, like it came about during this conversation. If we're talking about, oh, I'm not going on the train until X, Y, and Z. I'm not going into the office until X, Y, Z. Uh, when are we going to go into the office if we're not taking the vaccine? Like, you know, when, are you, when do you feel like, what, what is that? Like, how do we, what do we fill in the blanks with like when we feel like we are safe to go back out into the world? You know, if we're not going to take the vaccine. I'm definitely a person who, when I go to the supermarket, I don't grab the first thing that's in the front. I grab in the back. Yeah, me too. Yes. So, <laughs> you don't never take the first one. That's never take the first one. That's my theory with when they decide to officially reopen New York. I'm not going to be the first bitch out. I'm going to wait. When my job decides to reopen the office and offer the office as a workspace again, I'm not going to be the first bitch in there. Why do I want to run in there and look at y'all? No. <laughs> I'm going to wait. When they drop a vaccine, I'm going to wait for this vaccine 3.0 because <laughs> the first and the second one is going to be a disaster. Mm -hmm. so you know i'm just sort of like i think we i mean just generation if you're you know heading into your 30s you've seen a lot of things happen already um you know with the first you know financial uh you know breakdown 9 11 things like that i feel like we have been in so many like chaotic environments or situations where we have to rebuild ourselves mm -hmm. and I think this is like the third, fourth time we're at this now where we literally are like rebuilding ourselves. And I think because we're the adults now in the situation, it's more of an intense situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And because you literally are thinking, because like, you know, we're in grade school, 9-11, we're like, oh shit, we got a week off from school. Cool. Um, the other when the um the financial collapse we weren't really thinking about it I, now that i think about it i didn't even get to go to my prom because niggas was broke you know so like in hindsight you, you don't really see the effects of it but now because we are the working adults we are the people planning our own family lives if you want to have kids we're the ones taking over you know properties and managing things like that 
it hits us harder. So now it's like, fuck. We gotta really, really do some thinking here. We gotta really do some planning. And that's scary for people. And honestly, I'm not, I'm not gonna be pressed. I would advise y'all not to be pressed to take the very first thing that they give us because it's, you know, fault by design. I feel like I don't there's always gonna be error. I don't even get the first iPhone when it come out. I wait until <laughs> glitches is figured out. Like, I just, I don't know. And then that kind of does tie back into what we're talking about with remote. Like, I think a lot of businesses are really going to have to shift to that because you're going to send people out with this random vaccine that hasn't been worked through. People, it is going to be another wave because the shit's probably not going to work or people are not going to be practicing social distancing. So I think with remote working, I feel like that's going to be the new normal, even though people probably don't want that. The powers that be, the people with the money who's controlling the economy, getting bailed out left and right with billions of dollars, they want to put people back to work because they don't care because they think people are fucking indispensable. So, but then think about the, sorry, sorry, Anna. No, no, no. I'm just, I just feel like they need to get on board with figuring out how to make that work and make remote a thing. Cause I know before I used to go on like the few job interviews that I did and be like, Hey, so do you guys like, what's your remote situation? And they'll look at me kind of crazy. I was trying to put y'all on. Okay. (laughs) At this point, people are not gonna be able to even, depending on how the economy is going, cannot even afford their office building. So by default, y'all are going to have to like, you know, Mm -hmm. have a remote workforce. What about the companies who think, like, I don't know, have figured out or noticed? Well, technically, there are some people that we actually don't need in the office anymore because, like, the business can operate without half of y'all now. We're going to see a lot of shifts. So Mm -hmm. the dynamic is shifting, and it's just. I don't know if it's for well, definitely for the better. It's not for the better. It's just it's for what we got to do to maintain. <laughs> yeah, I think resiliency and um, like it's like the the ability to pivot is like what our generation and like anybody who is like impacted by this from a work perspective, like that's what we have to do moving forward. Um, yeah, because like work is gonna change so much more. Yeah, like, Jodeci, I think that's another thing, too. Like, the the companies that are going to be like, well, uh, we were doing fine with just our five CEOs, you know, handling things you know, from up here. Like, I don't think they would want to do that at all. <laughs> they, want, they want minions, you know? Like, they want, like, people. It's just like, you know, how many few minions can they um, still operate, you know? Return to profit. it's america the goal is to make money and make a lot of it right so that's pretty much the bottom line and we know that based on the fact that disproportionately the small businesses didn't even get their loan out because they gave all the money to the fucking the people who are making (laughs) close to a trillion dollars like this shit makes no sense it's embarrassing Well, hopefully the second uh, stimulus package goes through um, Senate. It did pass the House. I need a check. I need Um, it. And so, yeah, because I need that check. I don't know about y'all. I need a check and I want student loan forgiveness. Give me both. Okay. Yeah, I need need that right now. Um, 
you know, a little yeah. just a little dent in my tuition. That's it, because I can't find no sponsors in this pandemic. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I need a dent, like a major, major life changing dent. Like, just do that. Okay. Do well, that. let's talk about a little bit about the industries that are thriving right now. So we have, like, of course, the independent creative route, the ladies and the men of OnlyFans who are like, really grabbing this moment by the bullhorns and the straps like <laughs> literally i never knew so many people who really were about that life i mean granted only fans isn't only about you know uh you know sex work and that type of uh content mm-hmm. but <laughs> the like the amount of people on my timeline who were just dropping links i was like <gasps> Do you? You do whatever. You can do anything. Like me personally, I had an idea to do OnlyFans to just create content where I can get paid from it. But it had nothing. I would be fully clothed. It'd be something. But the connotation behind OnlyFans is like, oh my god, the person can literally be fucking showing you how they create Lego worlds, but you are assuming that they're saying yes. Mm. That's the thing. I I I said that before on Twitter, and I I like other people like retweeted it i'm just like yeah like you know y'all only think it's for sex work and it's not like yeah. so many people like patreon is another site that's mm-hmm. so, sort of similar when you subscribe yeah. to people's content like we can make our only fans as dope girl dialect and like you know we'll broke your asses in that way y'all yeah. want to see a titty i got y'all it's like no but um <laughs> her nipples don't worry guys <laughs> <laughs> um i'll share my nudes anyways so somebody i know more than five people probably saw that shit um i i really am taking a liking to people just like really going ham and like taking advantage of this moment of just like you know what i have content to share like and if you want to pay to support it here's an easy way to do it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, instead of waiting for another company to like sort of monetize your shit, you get it your way. Like, mm-hmm. take the whole pie. I'm here for it. I, I'm, I was just so shocked at how many people who were just like posting links on my timeline. I'm just like, damn, that I mean, I got, I got that much money. Like, <laughs> can't subscribe it. to all of y'all. Were they like, was it like nudes content or was it like other stuff as well? Like the ones that you It was a blend. It was mostly the risque. You know, I had a couple of DJs, but they DJ in a bikini. You know, I have people reading poetry, okay. but poetry with the titty out. You know, like doing things that way. I'm pretty sure we can do, we could do a Dope Girl Pie episode, you know, but like with a shoulder okay ayana yes <laughs> i'm gonna content <laughs> i'll flex the earlobe I do yes yes <laughs> that's, a well, that's a fetish put your kneecaps don't see on the screen got and you. I'll, put, I'll put my feet on the screen and there I we go people love <laughs> oh my god they love feet yes let's put your feet up real quick I do an only um, fit with coloring books with my feet. And some um, would get paid. Those. <laughs> <laughs> some people um uh, been using OnlyFans as a second Instagram, <laughs> and I think that's so funny. I love that. <laughs> that was what I'm thinking. Let me show you the picture that didn't make it to the gram. Okay, right. That's but fun. it's literally the same picture. It's like 
the girls who like have body yaddy yaddy already on Instagram and they like subscribe so people assume oh shit like she's showing something meanwhile they subscribe and it's literally their timeline the Instagram timeline hilarious you claim you know what your customers you know yep. how to rule them in so can you really do that <laughs> if you got 500 likes on a photo go to OnlyFans Get paid. Get paid for it. Yeah. I also feel like the other industries that are like booming now for sure. Um, Instagram, like you know, there's such the social network, Zoom and Facebook, all these people adding like all these different plugins. And even I just saw Google now has like um a video conferencing thing that they kind of like mm-hmm. up on my email was like, Hey, you can chat now. Even though they had Google Wait. before, they had Google Hangouts different. Hang different. Or Okay. they're trying to just amplify it i don't know i didn't really go yeah. look but i feel, I feel work like industry. a lot of people are definitely trying to figure out ways to like monetize the platforms that they're on which is cool but then the main thing that you think about is like you gotta get get that shit off that platform you know what i'm saying like convert people from the platform like it's cool how the people there but how you're gonna convert the people because one day instagram could just be like boop and then yep yeah that's thriving right now what is home workouts all the equipment yeah. and stuff like that that you want to yeah. buy mm-hmm. um i definitely miss the gym because a resistant band can only do me so much but <laughs> <laughs> yes. i'm about to go find a kettlebell medicine balls like i mean yeah kettlebell. good luck trying to find it though ayana they're sold out yeah I, I, yeah everything is like especially like um, your home workout stuff. But I mean, look, don't, don't, I don't want to discourage you. But yeah, that was like the first thing to go. Like people were like, oh, let me get my dumbbells. Yeah. Damn. I would definitely, cause I went like literally like a week and a half before shit popped off. I randomly went into Five Below and I got me like a weighted jump rope, a medicine ball, some dumbbells. And it's looking at me like, my dumbbells is looking at me like, you dumb bitch, use me. <laughs> I haven't used it yet. But I'm gonna I'm gonna start jump roping every every day now at least for like you know 15 minutes or something like that. Um, but what's another industry? Oh, home uh like furniture furnishings because yeah. everyone now is like in their room and like this bitch is ugly. Let Everybody's me get that. Nice. Yeah, yeah, space together. Yeah, like and those fucking uh strobe lights that's in everybody's TikToks. Yeah, strobe lights, <laughs> mood lighting. Oh yeah, the hue lights. I have some of those. Amazing. <laughs> they have like I'm definitely getting the light strips. I know I'm coming of age, and I don't care if I'm pushing forty. I'm definitely getting strobe lights for my room. Whatever we want. Get your room. Get your room together. Exactly. No. I, I think like plant nurseries are like booming now because people are like, yes, let me yes. know. Let me become yeah. a plant mom. Let me bring some life, some fresh Aww. oxygen. Let me scoop mm-hmm. up the space. I've definitely seen a boom in that. I love it. I love some greenery. All of mm-hmm. it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Home, like home, um, like kitchen, like cooking, like being like a Martha Stewart is like on brand now. You know, it's just back. So the air fryers, the Vitamix, like, I don't know. I just think what's so fun about it's not fun. A pandemic is not fun. But the thing <laughs> people are doing during it, it. 
it. People are just like trying <laughs> things. I think that is so cool. Like, you know, I have an interest in painting and I'm just gonna paint. Like, I'm just gonna try it. Like, it's not perfect, but I'm gonna spend my time in a way that I think is like fulfilling. I think that is so cool because, you know, like our social media, like, mindset like oh i can't do this because it's not perfect yet like i don't want to show right. the world this until it's i'm an expert we are not all experts our yeah. president is not an expert Clearly. Yeah. like see ourselves you know like just just try things and like the anxiety isn't helping anything so i just feel like yeah draw make your only fans content make your um your plant nursery build grow your herbs i think it's so cool i think it's so cool i want to make an only fans but i can't like i just the connotation i cannot i'm gonna have to find something else what's the connotation you that. i don't even want that to be the case because that's what you think. We need someone to throw the OnlyFans link on there. Well, we got to change the narrative. You got to change it, Ayanna. Yeah. Or we can just find another platform. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, but the thing is, that's a whole other topic, too, because, like, when folks were using Patreon back in, like, 2014, 2015, every, I remember someone who, he was a, a, a photographer, and he used Patreon um, for his work. And people used to always come at him like, nobody wants to pay, just post your shit on Instagram. Like who wants to pay you to see your work on there? And then now with OnlyFans, it's sort of like this emergence of like, you know, enthusiasm. Like everyone is like, oh yeah, like, you know, you just subscribe, I'm in the top, how many, whatever, a, a percentage of, uh, you know, makers on here, whatever. And it's just like, it's a different language with depending on the content. Like, yeah. I feel like people pay for X-ready content more so than paying for somebody who's a violinist and has, like, tracks, exclusive music, and different things like that. Like, there was a, Khalees, she had her own app. I think she still has it where you, if you pay for a, a membership, she, you know, you can get unreleased music, things like that. So cool. And, like, people, you know, <laughs> were making fun of Erica Badu for charging for her online for series, yeah. even though it was a dollar, but she had to make the point that, like, I'm not working either, like, yeah. I'm not able to tour. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're screaming my music, but I only get a percentage of that. That's not okay. really going to me. Um, yeah, so we're saying the same so, thing. I'm saying you don't have to do an OnlyFans. You can find another platform to do it on. Just but like but you can still do it on OnlyFans, though. You can braid hair on OnlyFans. That's what I'm saying. And because of that connotation, I'm good on that. I'm very good. I'm very good on OnlyFans. Well, we shouldn't, but it's not just because, like, there is sex work on, like, so will you not, will you not, um, sell things on craigslist because you can also like men seeking women women seeking women like fine like no, sex I on craigslist. do sell things on craigslist but i'm just saying we know even when you said oh my god i have all these people with these links on OnlyFans," what's the thing that comes to your mind at first that's what i'm saying but it's gonna take more people like us to get on there and let them know it's not just this type of content that's offered on there also, when you go to OnlyFans, like, uh, you know, Twitter account and their website, they don't promote their site as, like, this X-rated, yeah, you know, experience. No, that's just what the shit that we see, you know, that get posted. That's in the top percentage. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, 
I'm, what I'm this business business you got to offer something that people are going to want to invest in. It just so happens like, I'm yeah, it's a no brainer that sex always sells usually, but I'm there's other things too that you can make money off of that you can sell. It's just going to take open-minded people to get on there. Mm-hmm clear like and to make money only can make money. comment down below and you think dope girl dialect should make up <laughs> i'm saying only fans is not the only platform so i do not have to i'm i'm not going to be the pioneer to try to do that i can find another lane that's what i'm saying now if you guys want to break through and bust through the sex workers feel free we don't break that glass ceiling please and then call me when it's good because I'm. Like, oh. I can't. And what's interesting on like after the verses? Well, what was so fun was like you know Jill and Erica like selling merch, like doing like um like a. a I um, bought me a shirt, baby. I got a shirt. Paper. Yeah. And so they were doing like audience sharing, like oh go to Erica to get this, go to Jill to get this. Like that was so amazing, and like that is like fucking who's who's your marketing team because you did it. And then you're seeing, like, you know, Teddy Riley did it wrong trying to stream on his platform. Like, the, the, the tech wasn't set up. So make sure your tech is set up. Yeah. But his Luna, intent is good. Yeah. Pride. Yeah. Effort. Be for effort. <sighs> you know, but he had the right idea. Like, move people to your own, like, dot com. And then Luda just posted his playlist from last night to his, like, ludicrous.com. I don't know what's happening there. But... You know, it's just like trying to like push people to your independently owned platforms. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. But it is so hard to make us sp- spend money when we give money to Netflix every month. And sometimes we forget about it. You know what I mean? Right. Like pushing people to spend money is, and you know, Twitter culture, we're just vo- vocal anyway. Yeah. So That's it's, it's, it's enticing. enticing. If you're spending your money, if you're spending this arbitrary amount that you're not even thinking of, you can go support somebody. You know what I'm saying? Especially now, we're not taking Ubers, we're not eating out, we're not. You know right, I'm right. Saying? I've been thinking about that. Like you, you know, say, some still have a little bit more money. I mean, a, a lot of us are saving because we just really do not know what the future holds. Right. But, I feel like in that sense, you you can support. I don't I don't want to hear that shit from people. Like I don't. That's what I'm trying to do. There's money being taken out of your account every month. You, some of the money you don't even know where it's going or who is taking it, but you're paying for right. it. So I feel like you can support. That's how I feel. Especially during now with these businesses, like another thing that I think is so cool, they're like uh, take their product and their service and fit it to COVID. Like. Um, I forget the woman's hair artiste. She does like braids, like very beautiful, um, like braid styles. So she just opened up a shop and unfortunately COVID like, you know, made it obsolete. She's selling like hair bra- at home braiding kits with like gel, like a, a rat tooth comb, rubber bands, hair, like braiding hair. And like, you know, she's gonna package it really cute and like in her branding and then send that to you. I'm like, that is amazing. Like. You know, and you want to support someone like that. It's like you are, you know, I think a do-rag was in it. I'm like, you are taking what is happening. We don't know how to do our hair. What she should do is then do a live and tutorials. Yeah, do tutorials. Maybe a dollar, charge a dollar for people to get into the tutorial, but we do it together. That's amazing. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You like, yeah, I like that. (laughs) 
makeup tutorials and I feel like people like are really especially for the people who are like creative or have like really like very specific jobs like you know in a personal face-to-face they're like making it work doing like makeup tutorials you know mm-hmm. kind of want to look good you know we still taking pictures and shit the press on nail mommies is boom. yes they're doing it there's already before I, you know, before I was doing like the um the store brands but now I'm like, you know what? Let me let me give my, this money to the nail girls. You know what I'm saying? Because they can't really do nothing right now. And there's your work is okay. Really? Yeah. So yeah, they are booming like right now. Mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm. all the at home, you know, self care. Right. Definitely booming right now. Shout out to them. That's where my money is going. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And another thing, like, you know, but then this, these are all, like, from the women's perspective. I'm just watching men, like, flounder in this. Uh, I'm like, we haven't uh, come We aren't surprised. Uh, we lead the charge. We, we, we lead the charge. But it's like... Everything. I know that barbershop culture is a culture. Like, you know, you from a child, like, your dad take you to get your first haircut. Probably have your hair in a little baggie at home. Cool. From your first haircut. But y'all can't do it at home. It's just so, it's just so crazy. It's a problem. How we are so resourceful. Like, I'm sorry, women are so resourceful. That's why lion, women lions, they are the bread. They, they get the food for the pack. Like, we have, it's inherently, like, it's in our nature to just do, right? And we haven't seen men for months. I haven't seen them. They haven't been on Instagram. They have not. <laughs> you know, I think, too, because they don't. They don't naturally, we always have to take the bulk of the responsibility, not by choice, but I just think naturally we're always forced into these roles, especially black women. I don't think people realize like we're the highest degree holders, we're the highest in household income, not because we want to, but these are just conditions that we've had to adjust to because we are constantly always having to provide and yes, be resilient and constantly push through the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, then you got the entitled white women who are actually less educated, less income, because they've never been required to do anything. Mm-hmm. Same with Probably them. still more income, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, if you take away their husband, then no. All right. They're just... Well, just proportionally, they're they going to make a little bit more money before. Proportionally. But... With less education. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? Black women are beautiful. We figure shit out. We get mm-hmm. shit done. Mm-hmm. We got common sense. Like, oh. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm, I'm sorry for the male reader listeners. Like, I'm not trying to. Um, it's just an observation. Y'all know that. I'm just like a real rock right now. You know? And you we know? Don't. I mean, shout out to the guys who are stepping up, but you know, the both I of y'all. Even, I even see videos of black women doing. Mm-hmm. Hair. They're cutting hair now. They are barbers. They are at home barbers. They, they are doing. Hair. They are doing. This way, my sister. I'm gonna find a picture. She just did my mom's nails. She's gonna do mine later today. Girl, we are magic. Ever we, are magic. we are unicorn people. They are magic. doing everything, like literally everything. And I think also, I think it's dope that like all of these new skills are being acquired because now you can like effectively save your money when things go back to There's regular no yeah yeah like you won't find the nest the the need to like have to like spend a hundred dollars on your nails like you oh. know you 
with that that and that makes a good point like with you now we have these things that we can do ourselves does is that going to change the landscape of those industries you know what i'm saying like okay well people not really going to go on anymore so to speak i mean it's a convenience thing but like if we all know how to do things ourselves where does that leave like you know the hairdressers or the women who know you know who do wigs like if you know we're all doing these things at home you know well, I, it beca- it goes down to the individual as well because I'm definitely one of those women who like goes and do those things for special occasions. Like I'm not one of those girls that will change, go get their wig done, and then like a week later they have a different wig on. It's like, oh, I did you just get your hair done? You know, like some people they really thrive in environments where they can change their nails every day. Like they really think that they're on some Cardi B shit and can change their hair every two hours, and that's what they do. Whereas me, I'm the everyday bitch. Like I get my locks retwisted once a month. I can rock out maybe two p.m. Uh, not two p.m. Maybe uh two more months. You know, without a retwist, I'm goody. Like, and then you have other people who are literally like, I am about to die. I have to do this every day. Like, so that market will still be there. It's just on the individual. Like. It might take a little bit longer for them to, uh, you know, re, you know, return to that schedule. Yeah. But I think that's also the business owners, you know, responsibility to sort of, you know, you know, handle that and like reopen and like build their business back up to respect people's wishes in terms of like not really feeling the need to get a diamond encrusted uh, mani and petty, like. <laughs> no. Um, uh, I ha- well, if we're gonna go to my dope person of the episode, oh yeah, yeah, I don't know who it is. Who's your dope Ludacris, okay, because he won. Uh, oh, wait, you know what I heard today? I read that Versus is now sending like instruction kits. I- I'm like, what does that look like? First of all, but like they're sending instruction kits for the people who are in verses. So like, it's like tech, it's set, check, do this. They do tell them to do a tech rehearsal and they can call Fadia at Instagram if they have any problems. Luda did everything. And Swiss was like, I know Nelly not. That's so crazy. <laughs> Nelly was having a good they're making I know, I was thinking well. about it. <laughs> we do, we was deserve a production. We deserve a production. I love it. I love it. Nelly was, Nelly was on that screen looking like a whole sim. Talking he about some. so much. <laughs> he, uh, he was lit. I don't know what he was on. Smile all the way out here. Yeah, he was having so much fun. <laughs> he was. He was. But I think... You know, the benefit, the, the, what's so great about Nelly and Ludacris are their videos. So I was like, they should have incorporated their videos in the background or something. Like, there should have been something in the back, you know? I mean, they could have. I'm sure they could have. Instagram has that feature now. So that would have been dope to do. But, you know, he was having fun looking good as fuck. So, <laughs> Is that good. why he's your dope person? He did look good. That was, was kind of crazy. Yeah. You know, he aged well. He aged so like, well. He aged Oh, wow. I'm not going to lie. I was definitely one of those kids who had dreams about Nelly. And it, it, sparked, it sparked randomly. And I used to have dreams about I was never like a Nelly stan. But he literally came in my dream like uh, like at least four times. And I'm like, damn, like, why did he pop up? Maybe he's fine. My mind was like, he's fine. 
Uh, no, but Ludacris is my dope person because I, we don't even have the time for me to get into Ludacris's lyricism. His he proved it last night. He's a monster. As an actor, <laughs> not even going to get there. So, Ludacris, he's my dope person. Ooh, shout out to you, Ludacris, and comment down below um, who you want to see on the next versus. Um, and I'm voting for Bow Wow. We'll get into yeah. that into another episode. Like, who is, who is Bow Wow going? Yeah, another episode. Who is another episode. <laughs> like, who's Bow Wow going battle? Who's Missy going battle? Like, I want to see these people, but who are they going battle? Like, it's well, it's, a, it's a good point. Please with me that Missy's going to battle herself. But she has to battle herself. Like yeah. there's no like no one compares. Rapping sing rapping Missy versus singing Missy. That's what's fine. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It doesn't make sense to anyone else. I saw um maybe Mariah Carey and Alicia Keys. And I was like, Mariah would Mariah would first of all, she'd make it a meme. Yeah. I think that Mariah Carey could go toe to toe with is a no-brainer would be Stevie Wonder, but he won't do it. Because I can't think of anybody with a catalog right. hers that's so... Right. Yeah. Because I'm just like, you, you can't... Know, I think like, Harry been winning people's battles anyways, low-key, because they've been pulling her records out. Why did this drop the record? Right. We're going to have to do a whole other episode just talking about verses in Who's general. Yeah. 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 And maybe Shay will bring you back for that episode because okay. that's a whole other thing. <laughs> but uh, Josie, do you have a DIY for today? or I do. It's, it's a quick one. Um, my yoga teacher actually gave it to me. It's this app that I've been using. Um, it's called Insight Timer Meditation. It's a lot of guided meditations on there. Um, a lot of um, music that they have on there to target like your chakras if they're blocked. Cause I know all seven is out of whack. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a really good app. It's free. Um, you can pay for it, but it's just so much free content on there. You can get around not doing that. But if you just need to just listen to some music with no words just to calm you down. It's good for sleep, anxiety, depression, all that good stuff. I mean, like, it, it goes by so many categories on there. Like, there's music based off of trauma to help you. It's just a lot. Hmm. But it's oh called God. Insight Timer Meditation. Insight Timer. Thank you. Awesome. Well, we'll have that linked in our bio as well, so you can uh, download that. And Shay, we want to get you out of here. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Dope Girl Dialect, and we'll definitely have you back again. You're one of my favorite guests. I love you. Back. I love you. <laughs> this was so, I mean, I think I started off talking about needing human interaction. I need it, um, even if it's virtual. Like, I'm, I'm one at work who, like, leaves Zooms. I'm like, okay, bye. Like, I don't want to talk to y'all, but, like, when I'm, it's a good conversation pointed around, like, this, these important topics. I love it. So, thank you guys for sharing this space with me. It was really fun. This was very, very therapeutic for me. It was. Yes, yes. 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 I'd be quick, be the first one out, but now I appreciate being the <laughs> right. You know, another, another topic is, like, uh, how people's love languages have changed during COVID. <laughs> you know, Jodeci's talking about like, you know, you're, it's forcing you to like, not forcing you, but like you see yourself wanting to have communication or like, you know, more like that's, if we didn't have COVID, who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
we're all changing and i think that we the sooner we realize that the better we'll be yeah yes it's yeah. just growth <laughs> <laughs> all right. uh, well, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Dope Girl Dialect, the Mini Souls Pandemic Series. Make sure you like uh, this video, subscribe, and also hit that notification bell to get all the updates of when we upload new content, y'all. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Yes, yes. Welcome, welcome to, welcome to So cute.